Digital 410 Productions proudly presents the What's in Your Head podcast. Digitized live from the ACT Computer Studios in Cape Coral, Florida, it's the What's in Your Head podcast with your hosts Gordon and Don Abernathy. What's up, what's up, what's up, OG5? It's another Monday, and holy hell, can we believe that it's March already? Yeah. This year is floating by fast. Hopefully it goes, I don't know, I kind of felt 2020 went by fast, but even with all the pandemic nonsense we went through, maybe a lot of people would disagree, but I felt, you know, 2020 went by fast. Here we are already into March 1st. Yeehaw, March 1st. The order you get, the quicker time flies, man. It's insane. Remember when you are a kid, like that... Three weeks between Thanksgiving and Christmas seemed like a fortnight. Well, sitting in the car waiting on mom wherever she was seemed like a fortnight. Can't do that anymore, though, can they? I can still remember to this day sitting in mom's car in the parking lot of IGA in, uh, I was going to say Richwood, but that's Union, Kentucky. At IGA's probably closed. Uh, no AC, yeah. middle of like July or whatever in, in the summertime. Windows rolled down, just bouncing from the back bench seat to the front bench seat what was that the old white nova what car did she get left there was the white galaxy 500 with the red interior yeah which i think jd left for that one right yep was Uh, that a grocery getter version or no nope that was not it was three on the tree i believe it was a maybe a fastback or notchback i don't i don't really remember that was i was also young at that time before that there was a powder blue nova okay uh god and what else was there i mean there was an array of vehicles but yeah jd actually had some pretty cool cars in that garage yeah you remember that garage at all vaguely only thing i can remember about the garage is the pile of coal in front of it (laughs) the car inside um obviously that's the location of the malamute who so effectively tore my head open to the point where i need to have staples in my my skull which did this wonderful thing to my hairline so can I tell you my my what I remember of that story real quick? Sure. Oh, might as well. So we get off the bus, and there's a strange dog tied up in our yard in the uh, the front hand. So it would be the left-hand side of the garage, out front of that left-hand door. We're walking up. We're like, oh, that's cool. We, we grew up with dogs, right? There were mm-hmm. dogs everywhere. We've never met a dog that didn't like us. And well, it's because we our, like our aunt and our grandparents both raised and showed German shepherds as well as an other array of small dogs with bulgy eyeballs. <laughs> yeah. And so you walk up and you start petting and that dog. No, Lisa started petting it first. Our sister yes. walked up first and started petting it. And then you started petting it. And all I remember after that is me trying to yank it off of you. Uh, I, you know, I was fourth grade maybe mm-hmm. and I just all I remember is yanking it off you and and finally got it kind of it released you at some point in time and that's when mom came pulling up in her apple shit green colored pinto fastback um luckily for me the dog was on a chain yes. and so much like the old leghorn foghorn cartoons with the dog on the chain uh, there's a perimeter, if you will, or a circumference, and you, you out of it. and you actually went and knocked down mom's clothesline. 
and used mm-hmm. the steel pole from the clothesline to hit it, and then you drug me out of the, the perimeter of its reach of the clothesline. Yep. And it was And in, you know the thing is I don't even remember doing that. And it was in October in Kentucky. Mm-hmm. And mom was Yeah, brand new school year. Four or five car lengths behind the school bus. And she gets there and I'm just doused in blood. I'm like in first grade, I think. Can, 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 no, first grade. So you had to have been, you were like fourth or fifth. You had to have yeah, been in fourth, fifth grade. grade. I think I was in fourth grade, to be quite honest. Um, And so she douses me with the garden hose to get all the blood off me to figure out where the hell I'm bleeding from. And amazingly enough, I don't know how, because of the driveway, it sat a good, where the barn, the house... And the action of attack location was about 30 to 40 yards off of the main road. But somehow, I I guess maybe due to the traffic, um, the fact that people didn't have cell phones back then, somebody was in their car and just happened to see the shit going down and um, pulled in their driveway and offered to drive me and mom to the hospital instead of mom driving herself. Yeah, she was, uh, you know, as any mom would be panicked mess. And you, obviously, you guys weren't there. I, I remember when we got to the hospital. We did oh, whole, I was there. Did the whole waiting room thing. Mm-hmm. And um, mom asked the nurse for a blanket. Because once again, it's October and she sprayed me down with the water hose to figure out where the blood was coming from. To which point the nurse asked what for. My mom said, well, my kid's fucking purple. <laughs> so, and to this day, I can remember laying in the gurney looking at her while the doctor was putting staples in my head. Mm. Yeah, I think actually our grandparents took us to the hospital after that. I think they showed up quite quickly. The other and, uh, trauma I remember was stepping when her and her boyfriend at the time decided to tear down half the chicken coop and turn the right side into a clubhouse for us. And I was, and it still had old chicken shit everywhere. Oh, of course, you wouldn't, you know. Pressure. We didn't care. That's why we haven't caught the that's, COVID. It's immune system, and. It was still under construction, and I was down there in my. Well, uh, let's. I was use down the there term in my construction er- loosely. <laughs> okay, it was still under demolition, <laughs> demo mode. And I, hey, what's up, Morgan Long? Checking in, Energy Five. And so, for some reason, I was walking down there, and I'm sure whatever you know, I'm not sure where the technology was for a five-year-old footwear, you know, back in 1981. But anyhow, I stepped on a nail, and it went into my foot. And I remember I had to go get a tetanus shot. And I can remember I was at home sleeping. And apparently Nanan came by while I was sleeping. And as things do when Nanan comes by, at some point someone whipped out the vanilla ice cream and Hershey syrup. And I woke up and caught everybody. It was in not a good mood to find out while I was in a sleep with a boo-boo on my foot. You guys were enjoying ice cream and Hershey syrup, you some bitches. And that set the tone. I've missed out on everything. Yep. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. Yep. No, but uh God. So that's been a little bit of a rough day. Um what can I say? So I had to I rescued myself from being an asshole. That's always good, especially in our bloodline. Yeah. So I got a call from from the significant other and she's been fighting this thing for a while and and it's uh, it's not COVID related or anything like that, but it's dry air related, and we'll leave it at that. And uh, her, she's been bleeding out her nose. We'll just say it. She's been bleeding out her nose almost nonstop every day for weeks. Gone to the urgent care twice. They effed it up. And then, sorry, Bailey just opened the door on her own for the very first time in her 
one year and two month life. Usually she just sits at the door that's half a jar and cries, but she finally figured out she can open it with her foot and walk out. But go nice. ahead. Our boy has actually learned a doggy door already. Um, so she calls me. She goes, I got to go to the ER. And I'm busy. You know how it is when we get work-minded. Okay. Mm-hmm. So put him in the put him in the cone. Put him back in the cone of shame and throw him in the playpen. He'll be all right. Because we've taken the cone off, we've got a little um, a little recovery suit on him. But I'm still not quite fully trusting of it yet. Like a oh. evil Knievel style, Elvis style jumpsuit, or yeah, actually it's now blue camouflage. But it was actually a baby onesie <laughs> this morning. On backwards. And it worked out well. You guys do realize you're severely suffering from first child syndrome, right? Yeah, I, I, well, you tell me the second child, but yes. I know, but you tell me a lot of the stuff you guys do for that dog. And you remind me of a client of mine who at an um, advanced yeah. age got their first cat. And yeah. this poor, every time this thing sneezed improperly as going to the vet, she probably dropped a $2,000 in the first too much trying to find the right science diet that this cat will eat. I'm getting all the hand-me-down stuff. Does your cat eat? Th- I'm like, my cat eats fucking shit from Walmart. <laughs> Once you have five yeah, cats, three dogs. Yeah, unfortunately we haven't gotten dogs. that bad with the food. Uh, but anyway, let me circle back. So, how I rescued myself is I sat there for a minute. So what would Jesus do? I'm good. I'm actually good. I have nothing going out today. You know what? She's My wife is going to the ER. I should probably go and <laughs> yeah. hang out with her, you know? Although we can't get in because of the COVID protocol. Well, I was going to say, for those playing along at home who hasn't been to the hospital during this whole thing, he, he's not an asshole for not going because they won't let you go. He would just spend his time sitting in the, the parking but lot. But I got a freshly neutered dog at the house. That, uh, Which you couldn't you know, go to that either. You had to do the curbside drop-off with the dog. <laughs> we had to do the curbside drop-off with that one. Um, he didn't have his cone on because she flew out the door. Uh, so I went home. Now, let me ask uh, you this. Will the inflatable neck raft, kind of like you see the, the, um, airline passenger wear, will that not suffice instead of doing the cone? Cause they, they do have those now. that, unfortunately they're not as reliable, but that's why we switched from the cone to the suit. No. Okay. Cause I tell you what, that poor boy, he had, his cone sticks out about six inches past his face. Yeah. Cause dad's dog's got the cone on too. And it's all, you know, from the food or anything else. It's just. You know, it's Garb- just a dirty nightmare. Yeah, but he, but you know, dogs smell the ground when they go to use the bathroom, mm-hmm. and every time that thing hit the ground, he'd yelp. And I would think would cause more damage because then it could tear something. You know, that was removed. <laughs> he's running along, sniffing, and it, it digs in. He goes after tea kettle like a kid who hit the front brakes on the bicycle when they're learning how to yeah, ride a bike. So, we went. We, I did some research, and it seems like the onesie thing's fine. And what's really good is he really doesn't even pay attention to that area. He's not trying to go at it or, or anything. He's just chilling. So I think in the long run, he'll be fine. This will be until about Monday, and then we can let him be him. But anyway, so I, I rescued myself there. I came home, and then I almost was – I said, well, let me go back to work. She goes, nope. <laughs> I need you today. So I, I, I said, okay, I'll, so I'll stay home the rest of the day. And uh, I, I basically went and got a new humidifier for downstairs now because it is dry as shit out here. Uh, and that's kind of what's causing it. We re- didn't run the humidifier for two <clears> weeks. Humidifire shit in my day. We just put a big old pot of water on the stove and run it at medium. Here you go. If you want to wait to the gas. But yes. Um, so that was that. Then uh, obviously I went to get this thing started and my computer decided to be like, boom, like boom, a, boom, run like boom. a 286. You know, and, and that required a reboot. But otherwise, 
Everything's okay. But speaking of doctors, have you ever seen the show The new, uh, the Good Doctor? No. So The Good Doctor stars a guy named Freddie Highmore. It's a kid from Bates Motel. Yeah, Norman Bates kid. Now, but let's plays... be honest and be fair. Is he one of these actors who kind of has one character and then just spreads it across no. different shows and platforms? Completely different type of character. On this one, he plays an autistic kid guy. So the... Is that allowed in 2021? I thought we weren't allowed well, to have actors where... portraying well, something they're not. Aren't there plenty of people with I... autism? Is the kid oh, wow. from the Netflix series, is he, does he have autism too? Even I though know. I know his co-stars do. What's that show called? Um... Atypical. Atypical, which is a fantastic show. If you fantastic guys... show. And they do actually hire for a lot of the extras people with down syndrome and autism to play the supporting roles in his support group so clap to them on that but to have the kids so, play norman bates play autism and there's clearly a lot of people out there looking for work in this climate that we're in we can't support this well where i'm going is kind of about the climate so he plays a basically an autistic doctor mm-hmm. and with autism and, and the spectrum disorders one of the things he doesn't have is a filter and they approached something that I thought they handled quite well, as well as they could in these times. So there's a there's a gay couple, or what you assume is a gay couple, that came in. Mm-hmm. One of them wasn't doing well. Come to find out that um, the one not doing well is actually transitioned from female to male. Come to find out that that transition patient was actually pregnant. And this is where the brilliance came in. No, hold on. He is autistic. I, I'm a little confused. Well, so this, this is, is a woman so who's is, now so a man. So is Dr. Sean Murphy, right? I know, but is this a woman so, who's now a man? This is a woman who's now a man who's pregnant. Because right? obviously, as a man is a woman, they can give him a vagina, but they can't give him fallopian ah, tubes. I, I need you to. I need you to okay. go like this. So Sean Murphy asked in Sean Murphy type way, "You're gay, right?" And the guy who's not pregnant, say, well, yes. He goes, but you're having vaginal intercourse with your husband. Because she transitioned, but she still got Mm -hmm. the parts. And everybody act like that was the worst thing. He's asking a question we all are fucking thinking. From the mouths of babes. Kids say the the most darndest things. And uh, they kind of shut him down pretty quickly. But I was actually surprised on network TV that question was asked. You know, mm. so you're you you consider you're gay, but self gay, but you're having vaginal intercourse into which I looked at my wife and said, "See, yeah, evidently gay guys like vagina too." <laughs> but uh, you know, um, yeah, well, see, I, I, I was that's really an surprised. It's an ABC show, and it, 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 it so it's Disney. See, because at that point, I don't think I don't know. I'm not part of the LMNOP community, but you would think if you were gay and or lesbian and your partner originated as someone of the same sex, but then transitioned. You figure that that I point by that. Well, no, know? no, I'm thinking at that point you would have to announce that you're pansexual. Do you like kitchen utensils? No, meaning you down for anything because otherwise if you're Including pans, if you're into it for the, um, the body aspect of it, correct? Then it would be you're no longer dating somebody of the same persuasion, at least when it comes to the 
organs. Hi, my name is Tom McDonald. Welcome to the show. If you are easily offended, then you probably should go. Because as we know, because as we know, the chick, dude, guy, boy, person, him, her, he, she, them, they, their, whatever, from um, Umbrella Academy. Um, Paige. Paige. Elliot Page yeah. now. Ellen slash Elliot Page. He, formerly she, they, they, <laughs> them, whoever, was... Why are we picking plural anyway? Was that multiple personalities? Was in I'm a long-term confused. relationship with a female. Mm-hmm. But then Elliot transitioned into allegedly a male. And so they are no longer together. They're still good friends. But right. once again, his, her significant other was a lesbian, was attracted to women. Not so much the biology and the personality per se. And so when Elliot transitioned and became a boy, that was enough of a life change impact for his, formerly her significant other of a long period of time, that they had a mutual separation because that change impacted how the other person identified and was living their life. I feel like I need a decoder ring to figure this out. Be sure to drink your Ovaltine. Yes, because it is wildly confusing. Um, Well, you got to give it the times, man. Yeah, well... Especially if you're going to be on a podcast. I treat people like people. I don't care what they do, but why are we bestowing labels amongst ourselves to separate ourselves even more? Anyway. Can I ask you a question? Let's do a little history. Let's change the subject a little bit. Unless you continue on something else. Oh, unless you're still talking about the good doctor. No, I'm I'm pretty much done. I just thought it was an interesting uh, and surprising deal. Go ahead. Do you remember uh, what happened in 1847? Hmm. I got to scratch back to my memory okay. bank. On Let me that narrow one. that down a little bit. Do you remember what happened? Evidently, we're old. Do you remember so, what happened to the Irish in 1847? You talking about the potato famine? Yes, sir. Now, do you know how the Irish made it through the potato famine? Not eating Lucky Charms. What is it? Well, let's take a little. We're going to start out, I don't have an intro for this, but uh, a little history lesson from TikTok, and then I went and did the research. Check this out. And this just goes to show how our media doesn't cover anything of importance here, because I found this out through a TikTok that comes from a European news source, or an Irish news source for that matter. It was 1847, the height of the potato famine, when the struggling Choctaw community sent $170 to Ireland. Nearly two centuries later, their kindness has been returned with interest. With limited health care, food supplies and clean water, the Navajo and Hopi communities faced a humanitarian crisis. At one point, we um, surpassed New York City for the most amount of COVID-positive cases and deaths per capita. But help arrived from an unlikely source. Donations now totaling one million dollars. One million. The Irish were repaying their debt. Alan O'Kelly, Shane Baldwin, Larry Rooney. Irish donation after Irish donation. The journalist whose retweet sent the appeal viral says Ireland had never forgotten. Dateline. 
October 14th, 2020. Corona. Okay, we're in 2021. This came out in October. Did our media cover any of this crap? Is it positive? Ding, ding, ding. Coronavirus. Irish citizens donate more than $1 million to Native Americans to repay the historic debt. Um, let's see. A bid to raise money for the Native American tribes impacted by coronavirus. Nobody did anything here. I never heard about it. There was no um, PBS special raising money. There was no Cuomo wasn't talking about this. No one, no one had the head of the Native American, you know, preservation society. Oh, because it was all about getting Trump out of office. Exactly. A bid to raise money for Native American tribes impacted by the coronavirus has seen more than six million dollars handed to those in need after outpouring of support from Irish citizens looking to repay a 173-year-old debt. Residents of the Navajo Nation, a territory that straddles the United States of Utah, Arizona, and New Mexico, have at this point been among the worst affected by the pandemic worldwide. Worldwide. Not in the United States. Worldwide. Again, that is worldwide. With 6% of the region's population infected so far as of Wednesday the 14th, October 2020. That's how you know it's a European story because the day comes before the date comes before the year. Um, among its issues facing residents were lack of access to clean running water and hygiene uh, for hygiene purposes with one in three living without indoor plumbing. However, the outpouring support that came from the unlikely source, Irish residents across the Atlantic looking to offer support as repayment to the native American solidarity solidarity showing during the great potato famine of the 1840s. Check this out. And, now, see, this wouldn't fly today because, after all, white folk are horrible people, and we wiped out, which is true. We did some horrible shit to the Native Americans. But yeah. here's Native Americans. Well, Amer- hey, hold our on. Forefathers well, did some. Once again, this is 1847, shit. so this is only a few years. But this just goes to show you that the Native Americans don't look at a race as a, um, the entire race is being responsible for the actions of a few assholes, right? They understand right. different groups, just like in the Native American communities. You had some tribes that were assholes and some tribes that were cool. Anyhow, I digress. In 1847, the Choctaw Nation sent $170, the equivalent of $5,000 in today's money. Now, even $5,000 don't sound like a lot, but once again, you're talking about Native Americans who get all their money through trade and hunting. This isn't a group of people that have you know factories and shit set up. This is a group of people who made their money simply through hunting and trading. Um, no, they didn't have casinos then either. No. The equivalent of $5,000 in today's money to the starving Irish families suffering from the effects of the potato blight, which caused around a million deaths. One of our leadership members started noticing that we were receiving large sums of donations from Ireland. Cassandra Bigay from the Navajo and Hopi Families COVID-19 Relief Group told NBC News. Hmm. So NBC hmm. News was out there knowing this report. Now, did you look up NBC News, this article on NBC News? No, I simply Googled coronavirus, Irish citizens donate $1 million, and guess where I had to go to get it? From the Independent, which is a European news source. So here you have an NBC reporter on site, probably who's a member of the Associated Press, who's a worldwide press organization, doing the story, but I don't recall, Mm -hmm. not that I watch NBC News, but the shit didn't make its way onto our Facebook, Twitter, or anything else. 
didn't show up on any of my YouTube channels. But anyhow, I digress. Um, Relief Group told NBC News, quote, and it's like, what's going on? Is our account been hacked? A total of 26,500 Irish citizens are reported to have donated more than a million dollars toward the campaign, which has been used to distribute more than a thousand gallons of water, as well as food items, including flour and blue cornmeal. Miss so, Begay added, we will never forget the history we made together. We will never forget how the Irish made us feel, mm-hmm. heard and seen in this beautiful way. So check this out. I did a quick uh, Google search, NBC News, Indian Irish donation. And it looks like all this was relegated to the shiny, happy morning shows. So it so was a fluff piece. show. It aired on um, CBS this morning. So it wasn't a regular nighttime. It was all in the morning when, when the only people really watching maybe housewives and, well, those unemployed. And with that being said, I don't see it. I didn't see it in a Tucker Carlson clip. I didn't see it in a nope. Sean Hannity clip. Nope. Would have been perfect. Yep. Hey, here's we're in the middle of this They're election nonsense. We're in the middle of this COVID stuff. How about we wash our palate off with some great news about the Irish donating to the Native Americans? And by the way, if you would like to, head over to foxnews.com, click the donate now link to help out. Simple as that. Uh, simple but as that. Nope. Simple as what that. Sells, what as sells that. advertisements uh, is two uh, groups of chimps throwing feces at each other. Ain't that the truth? Lady Gaga news. You and I were talking about this, and I'm starting to see the TikToks where uh, French bulldog owners are talking, showing themselves a gun range, saying, "Getting get prepared to take my dog for a walk." For those of you who don't know, Lady Gaga owns three French bulldogs. And her, she was over in Italy doing a movie while her dog walker was taking him out for a nightly walk. And this caught on ring doorbell, which I'm not going to play because it's just a bunch of horrible sound effects. But it happened after dark, and um, after a dark. car pulled up, demanded the dogs. He refused. He had three of them. They demanded the dogs. Started wrestling with them. One of them shot him in the chest. Took two of the three French bulldogs, and left. Now, you would say to yourself, why? Why shoot somebody over French Bulldogs? Well, if you're over the age of 40, I'm going to say shame on you because you should remember when we were growing up when people were getting shot over Nikes and starter jackets. So it's not uncommon to shoot people for semi-expensive objects. How expensive, might you ask? Well, in the 80s and 90s, the shoes that they were shooting people over cost $300 and the jackets are about $250. These dogs range anywhere between eight dollars to $20,000 depending on what they look like. Not saying hers, I'm just saying French Bulldogs in particular. So if you're the type of asshole who don't have a problem with shooting random people over monetary valuable things, then uh, when you're driving down the street and you see somebody walking down the street with anywhere between twenty-three dollars to $30,000 worth of dog, what's going to stop you from getting out and trying to take remove that money from them? And once again, these are the type of people who decided, well, let's go steal some dogs and let's bring a gun to the party. Well, real quick, it sounds like it's a little more than a happenstance. It sounds like they were two people who were looking for a ransom for those said dogs. They knew whose dogs they were. Really? Because as of February 27th, 2021, and you can read what you're looking at, a woman returned Lady Gaga's stolen dogs to the Los Angeles Police Department on Friday, but the mystery of their kidnapping and the shooting of the dog's walker only intensified. 
The dogs were stolen in a brazen, violent attack in Hollywood at 9.40 p.m. Wednesday. Two men leapt out of a what appears to be a white sedan at the 1500 block of North Sierra Bonita Avenue and demanded Gaga's dog, Walker Ryan Fisher, to hand over the musician's free French bulldogs. As Fisher struggled with the robbers, one of them shot him in the chest. The assailants grabbed two of the dogs and sped off. Police say that they have no suspects in the attack. Law enforcement sources who spoke only in a condition of an anonymity because of the case is ongoing, believes the kidnapping dogs was the motive, but not for sure if the assailants knew the dogs belonged to the pop star. Uh, Captain John Tippett, who led the Los Angeles Police Department Robbery Homicide Division, said the woman walked into the police department Olympic station with the dogs about 6 p.m. Friday, said she believed the dogs belonged to Gaga. No news where she found them or how she got them. The detectives assigned to the case said representatives from Lady Gaga went to the station and confirmed that the dogs, in fact, were hers. It appears the woman, whom Tippett would not name, was not involved in the robbery or associated with the assailants. So what, she just sees two Frenchies walking around and assumes they're Lady Gaga's? That's a little suspicious to me, but anyhow. Although the captain cautioned that the investigation was still underway. Lady Gaga has issued a $500,000 reward for the return of the dogs. Tippett declined to discuss the reward, but said Gaga's representatives will be in contact with the woman. Uh, quote, they had a motive... They did not care, said Carlos Platonia, 29, who said he witnessed the shooting from his front porch before calling 911 and confronting, I'm sorry, and comforting the dog walker Ryan Fisher on the street. In the video, one of the assailants says, give it up, as the pair jumped out of the white Nissan Ultima on the 1500 block, which we previously discussed, right in front of this dude's house uh, with the Amazon Ring camera on the porch. Um, homeboy shared the video with the Times and hoped that it could help bring uh, the, prepper, the perpetrators to justice, but in here they don't say anything about them knowing it's her dog and wanting a ransom. So this is actually on TMZ on the twenty sixth. Okay. And and it is TMZ, but they, they do bring up some interesting things. Um they're thinking that uh Lady Gaga may have been the target of the criminals who shot her dog walker and stole the two of her French bulldogs. That law enforcement told somebody from law enforcement told TMZ. Uh, we're told the LAPD is uh, seriously looking into the possibility that the shooter slash thieves knew the dogs were owned by Gaga and the video obtained by TMZ more, more than supports this theory. And it says, if you look closely, the car that comes upon the dog walk walker, Ryan Fisher clearly was headed for him. Hmm. The car stops. The two people immediately jump out and attack the dog walker. There's no way they could have instantly known these dogs were valuable breed. They're small and it was dark outside. The dogs could have been easily rescues, mixed breeds, or less valuable breed. In fact, these criminals knew. Uh, what's more, the law enforcement sources told uh, TMZ that Ryan Fisher told numerous people in the neighborhood he was walking Gaga's dogs. Whose lips sink ships. So oh, lots of people knew. Hmm. From what we knew, or what TMZ knew, they this was supported. Supposed to be a short walk at 10 p.m. that night, so the dogs could go use the bathroom. It's not like the robbers were able to follow him for long distances. If they were indeed targeting Gaga's dog, they could have scoped him out in the days before determining his walking schedule. Seems about right. There's the conspiracy theory on it. I think my... Oh, there I am. I'm back. Um, speaking of uh, independent and Sky News, we played a clip on last week's episode about an Australian uh, news reporter from Sky News kind of sticking it to our media here in the United States with their lack of coverage on Joe Biden and his mental state. Well, apparently this is a growing trend on Sky News because 
despite what our media tells you about what world leaders and the world media think of Orange Man being bad and how great the Democratic Party is, it appears not to be the case because here is some more news coming from the Sky News primetime news desk out of Australia. It was 1847. Well, the wrong of the one. Pati- That's the 1847. You do know that Sky News was the one to own Fox, right? Well, still, this is stuff that's uh, not really heard too much here because i mean they uh, i mean no i did not know that but here's here's what we heard anyhow let me just say this the best thing can be said about joe biden as the leader of the world's democracies is that he continues to blunder on nonetheless he continues to enjoy a dream honeymoon from the u.s media in a puff piece in glamour magazine we were told recently quote first lady jill biden wore a scrunchie while shopping and people felt so seen that's swn <laughs> When Donald Trump was president, the typical CNN fair was chronicling Trump's 10 worst abuses of power. How does the Western world survive and democracy thrive if there's not honest and objective assessment of this already flawed president? I previously mentioned that Biden has allowed tens of thousands of illegal immigrants to flood across America's southern border. But Biden would have you believe he's trying to stop the spread of coronavirus. The contradictions are everywhere. He says he's going to create jobs. Well, Trump created more than any president in history but biden in an executive order stopped the contract on the keystone pipeline and cut off there so you're saying sky news is owned by fox news yeah they were i think they're both owned by disney now <laughs> so you know disney's buying up everything didn't you that's know that? insane no i didn't know that but um, well i mean i knew they're buying up a lot of the crap but i didn't realize they're buying up that much We've all heard the arguments of why $15 an hour for the new minimum wage is not the best thing in the world, right? That is correct. Oh, I'm sorry. Sky News is now the division of Comcast. Okay, and Comcast isn't exactly known to be the super most right-leaning thing in the world. So, um, so everything's shifted from the last time I've... Uh... Well, no, that's that's a good thing, though, because that just means it's... You know, it would suck if it was owned by Fox News because then you're just, okay, well, there's just another news store sharing the same narrative as Fox News. The fact that it's Well, owned- they were both started by Rupert Murdoch. Yeah. So, you know, it did start somewhere. Yeah. Um, here's a interesting point to the $15 an hour that probably hasn't been thought of. I mean, obviously, we, we, we know why that high of a minimum wage is not good, especially for small business. Um, we've seen it, um, you know... Some people claim that's why McDonald's got the self-service counters, but as you pointed out, that was in the works long before the California raised the minimum wage. And I don't know if you noticed, but a lot of those self-checkout kiosks don't even work anymore. <laughs> Most people don't even use them. They still go to the... They haven't... McDonald's here hasn't had anybody allowed to go inside since being pandemic. Our... And what's funny is I went to... I was eating bad because... I. Not doing too well on the, the, the plan, but it's 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 getting figured out. Um, five guys, we decided to stop there yesterday, and they still don't let people dine in. That's crazy. You guys are too close to California. Well, it's no, that's a corporate decision. That's We're allowed to be at 35%. Ooh, 35%, but 35%. See, that's a corporate decision in a world that is too close to California because our five guys has dining and it's the same corporation so which is yeah which is funny because five guys is peanuts everywhere and you know mm-hmm. they haven't stopped that with the peanut allergy but uh here's here's an interesting aspect of why why the government 
would want to incorporate $15 an hour? You think, what's in it for the government? What do you think would be in it for the government to incorporate $15 an hour minimum wage? Um, more taxes. That's a good thought. Anything else? Uh, some of it's going to be uh, pandering. That's a big thought. But, Huge uh, thought. You gotta look at the. Something else. There's always the sneaky aspect. No, there always is. So let's find out something about the $15 an hour hypothesis that some people are floating that you probably haven't thought of. The $15 minimum wage would be about $31,000 annually. So now let's talk about this from a different viewpoint. Everybody's like, oh, well, you know what? Inflation. If we raise it to $15 an hour, things are gonna cost more. There's gonna be more layoffs. Yeah, maybe so, maybe not. Let's talk about something else, though, that nobody else is really talking about. $15 an hour is roughly $31,000 a year. Do you know what that does? That takes you out of range for government assistance, which last I checked was $26,000 a year. And when you get government assistance, you get things like food stamps and free health care, among other things, depending on the state and county and all that stuff where you live. Second, you move to $31,000 a year, you're no longer eligible, which means now you have to buy your own groceries, you have to pay for your own health care, so you actually took a pay cut. And so even if you're making $15 an hour but working mm-hmm. part-time, that'll probably get you close to that $26,000 a year cutoff, which will lighten the burden on the entitlement programs. Now, obviously not everybody's going to do that, but the people who do work minimum wage jobs but still collect some sort of benefit package because they're below the poverty level of $26,000 a year. Hypothetically, yes, it would impact small businesses horribly. Um, It would cause large businesses to hire less people. But for those of us still having jobs, especially those making minimum wage, um, you'd only have to work part-time, get to that $26,000 a year, and lose all your government supplements. Oh, yes, and then the government will move what they consider the poverty line uh, that's what's going to be my second thing. That'll be great for three years, and then it gives them more electoral power when they run on their platform of why they need to raise the poverty level because of cost of living and inflation, and then they can get votes today by promising $15 an hour and then get votes four years from now when they're going to raise the poverty level to $32,000, get all those people back onto the supplement plan. So... uh I actually had an argument with somebody online, and it turned into an argument because he stated something, and any, the, the the line the line you use they really incense somebody to say, "Oh, that's cute," <laughs> but that means, and then my my response was, "That means that it's actually the middle class that's going to get squeezed because prices will go up, middle class pay will not go up." And they're like, "Well, if you look at history, middle class pay goes up." And and this and that, and I was like, but it's a circular, you know, but that's why we got to bring up the, the cost of, because uh, cost of living has gone up, because that's why we got to bring up the, the um, sorry, there's somebody throttling down the road, uh, bring up the minimum wage so they can afford to live. And like, you just defeated your own argument. And it's because the whole reason, one of the reasons we have to bring up minimum wage to be able to afford to live because the costs are going up already. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's, 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 you know, it just, it's eating its tail. It's just inflation, inflation, inflation. And even though inflation hasn't been that high this last year, uh, as we've seen with the gas pump lately and yes, Texas, the reason Texas has a little bit to do with it. Uh, OPEC shutting down production has a little bit to do with it, but you know, shutting down the potential pipelines and, and really 
strickening regulations here is playing into the the problem with the gas. Now, speaking of Texas, we all heard about the people who still had power getting these super high inflated bills, right? Well, it turns yeah, out like that's not thousand dollar bill, sixteen thousand, twenty thousand. Well, it turns out it's not everybody who had electric. It's the people who apparently, apparently, in Texas, you have they some choices. They basically are buying on the commodities market at wholesale. Yes, that's exactly right. They were signed up for this company called Giddy Electric, and it would save them a staggering ten dollars a month. And here's how it works. For those of you who heard about people in Texas receiving $10,000 electric bills during the deep freeze last week, here's what happened. Texas is a deregulated state. Depending on the size of your town, you might have anywhere from 1 to 40 options of who you want to get your electricity from. The people who got those $10,000 bills were customers of Gritty, who has since been kicked out of the ERCOT system and can no longer provide energy in Texas. They were what is known as a wholesaler who charged a $10 a month fee to be a part of their network. It's not the same, but it's similar to a variable rate mortgage. When energy is cheap, you save money. When energy gets expensive, you get screwed. A normal electric company will charge you a flat fee per kilowatt hour. When natural gas is super cheap, it might only cost them five, six cents per kilowatt hour to provide you energy, but they're still going to charge you 10 cents. During the deep freeze last week, prices of natural gas skyrocketed. So people who tried to save 10 bucks a month and signed up for a wholesale plan got screwed. Always know what you're signing up for, and just to save $10, don't sign up for a plan that you might get shafted. And furthermore, don't sign up with a business called Gritty. It's in the name. <laughs> I mean, come on. I got my gas from Shysters International, and then they shysted me on my price, and it went through the roof, and now i got to sell my car to pay my gas bill for the month of, of April. So what I don't understand with the air regulations, and this is probably because I am an electrician, it's one of the things I think about is like, well, you'll buy your power from this source instead of this source. Yeah, but this source's lines are still, all the lines are still maintained by the one said source. Mm -hmm. So they're still going to get their beak wet because you're st they still got to maintain the, those power lines. Yes, because that came from the antitrust lawsuits. Um, just like, um, obviously, when you live in a town, you want competition, but you don't want a phone pole with 33 different telephone lines, 83 different cable company lines. And so the big boys will run the main infrastructure. So you have one set of lines and then they will rent that equipment out to the smaller companies. One, it looks better. And two, it prevents monopolization, even though Comcast still monopolizes the shit out of everything. But as far as the deregulation stuff, and we we're doing a fantastic job this week of staying away from the politics, but I got to bring this in because we mentioned it earlier. Not only did Biden get rid of the Keystone Pipeline, but he rebrought back one of the things Obama did, which was to put a moratorium on offshore drilling off the coast of Louisiana and the Gulf of Mexico and further out into the ocean. Right? For U.S. companies, correct? Exactly. And Obama did this too. And when Obama did this. Once you got into the international waters, all that did was allow Russia and China to do all the drilling. Two countries that aren't exactly known for their environmental policies. Yeah, their their policies are not nearly even in the same universe as being as strict as ours. So if you are an environmentalist and you want to protect the oceans, you want the American company in that spot because they got the standards that you're protest and your um, forms that you had people sign, your petitions to get environmental all, impact studies, all the stuff that you and your 
people got put into place, these companies have to abide by. Russia and China doesn't. Remember the saying, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Mm-hmm. And so, but there's unfortunately, there's the not my backyard thing, but yet it's still in your backyard. And that is about all I got for politics tonight. Well, I got one more thing. It's not politics. It's more about um, cancel culture, freedom of speech. But we're going to go across the pond to Oxford University by a woman by the name of Annie Ann Windercombe, who looks like she's about 79. But um, I think this will basically sum everything you need to know with this week's uh, TikTok lesson of the week. And now for the What's in Your Head podcast TikTok lesson of the week. Nobody has the right to live their lives being protected from offense or from insult or from hurt feelings. It is an occupational hazard of living in society. And if you really can't take it, become a hermit. But more seriously, on the opposite end from the snowflakes, poor little darlings, on the opposite end from them are the totalitarians. Now, I would love to stand in this union and oppose and argue with and take to pieces a Holocaust denier. But if we say no, we can never have the Holocaust denier because his views are so offensive that he cannot be accorded a platform, then what happens? Basically, she's saying what we have said on here. If you cancel everything that people are saying, then how do you have a debate? How do you make them look dumb and prove what they're saying to be wrong? Um, I love her message, but I have to follow it up with, Love. True True love. (laughs) Marriage. Marriage is the reason that brings us here together. But it does sound smarter with the Cockney accent. Yeah, and it's a drama. It's it's an upper crust Cockney accent. Like you said last week, if somebody with a southern draw would have gave that same exact speech, it wouldn't have have landed in the same way. It it really, and it's unfortunate. And, And as much as it sounds like a slamming southern drawl, it actually comes from our roots of Scotland <laughs> and Ireland. And this and this thing on the cancel culture, it's it's so funny because, um, as you guys know, I've been spending a, lot, a whole inordinate amount of time on TikTok lately. And there's these creators, and there's one of my follow. I don't want to call her out by name because I'm not here to, to do that because I don't want to be accused of canceling somebody. I'm down for her, her content. Um, we actually played a clip of hers. Um, back, I think she was one of the very first, um, TikTok lessons of the week. All right, TikTok, it's time to piss some people off. Time for a very unpopular opinion. I don't do gay stuff. Uh, pride, gay flags, gay apparel, gay, uh, parades. Uh, I don't do any of the gay stuff. I, I just, I just have the girlfriend. Nothing against the LGBTQ LMNOP. But I mean, uh, we kind of fought that battle already and won. So, like, straight people don't need a flag waved in their face. When I was a teenager, it was just about making your presence known because nobody wanted to acknowledge us. But now it's way different. 
It was not cool or popular or trendy to be gay when I was a teenager, but it is now. So like, enough with the constant in your face rainbow shit. My flag always has been and always will be, red, white, and blue. Now she's an open lesbian, she's about our age. She's also conservative. She's done TikToks with the backpack you talk about where you pull it up and your gun strapped to the front and it's got the bulletproof vest because she got hooked up with a deal. And that's great. No, vertex. And, and ever since she put out that TikTok, she's blown up. She's got well over a million followers. And it's fantastic. And she does a lot of content where, you know, this, that, and everything. Well, there was another very popular um, account called The Vegan Teacher. And this was one that's super diehard annoying vegans. This chick was like in her 60s. She would badmouth people. She would just shit all over people and, and piss people off to unknown ends, which is fine. That's great. I mean, uh, one thing people, vegans got to remember, those grains have dead mice in them somewhere. But my whole point is, is she got canceled. The vegan mm -hmm. teacher is gone. And when she made sub accounts, TikTok deleted them too. Now, the, the, How bad you got to be to tick off TikTok? Tick, tick, you, you just got to get a TikTok. bunch of people to file community standard guidelines and you get canceled. Yeah. I'm in the middle of show. What's up? I can't see what you're doing. You found your earbud? Good job. I'm in a show. I'm live on the internet. What's up? Just open the door and ask me. Hurry up. You're killing time. Yes, I will put your laundry in the dryer. Good night. But anyhow, to my point, um, I'm seeing these TikTok creators who are supposed to be for who who openly promote freedom of speech, uh -huh. and the sharing of ideas, right? who put up videos celebrating the fact that the almighty evil vegan teacher, which I was not a fan of, had been canceled. There was another TikTok creator, some stupid little asshole. He's probably 20. He did this horrible video where he had a green screen of the nine the, the, the fucking towers behind him. Not mm -hmm. during 9-11, just an old picture of the Twin Towers. And he dated at 9-11, and he had the song of Training Men playing behind him. Bad taste. Fucking stupid. Don't even get the point. Oh, no, I got the point. It took me a second to get to that leap. Pardon the pun. Anyhow, he got canceled. Mm -hmm. Now, once again, I didn't support either one of those two, but I had to put out a TikTok myself saying, hey, as someone who has personally put out videos talking about I don't support cancel culture and I have used the hashtag cancel cancel culture, how are people who are have content who are supposed to be celebrating the diversity of ideas and freedom of speech then turning around and putting out videos celebrating the fact that people that they don't agree with got their shit canceled? The only cancel culture I agree with is canceling people by not using their shit. If you don't like somebody... Don't don't reshare their videos. Don't fucking like their account. Don't comment on it and don't duet it because then TikTok will stop sharing it and they won't get any followers and they'll dwindle away. There's no reason to go out and complain and get them shut down. Do it like you do a business. If you don't like the fact that the bakery didn't bake a, gay, a cake for a gay couple, don't shop at that bakery. No one else will. They'll lose money and they'll slowly get out of business. You don't cancel them. There's nothing more powerful in a statement than silence. Yeah. It's kind of... Ign ignore it. Done. You know the other thing I find gross? You die on the vine. 
I find gross, um, and you see this a lot on TV commercials, where the company will put out a commercial talking about all the great charity they do. When the number, mm-hmm. and when you can ask any Jewish family, the number one form of charity is that charity done anonymously. I don't want to point out any names, but I used to work for a company who had their employees go out and spend a day doing um, building houses for um, housing for humanity, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. I wasn't there that day, but two weeks later, I found a video on the internet. Of them building said houses with their company brand all over it. So their piece of charity was truthfully just a marketing campaign. Which I just, if I find Come see, gross. come saw, man. That's unfortunately where it's at. Yeah, I just find it's gross. But anyhow. You ready for the news? Let's do the news. Joining us now from the Digital 410 West News Desk in Las Vegas, Nevada... Gordon Abernathy. Gordon, how you doing tonight? Make it quick, because apparently i got to do some laundry. That's fine. Uh, we were talking about the old house, right? Mm-hmm. The old house, we had a, a two-for outhouse, correct? Remember was the two-seater outhouse? I yeah. can't remember if that was a double-seater. i be it honest was, with you. I had a dog skeleton underneath. It's kind of I don't remember that outhouse as much as I remember the one at the river, because that one was basically there for prosperity and not for use we had indoor plumbing in richwood actually there was a period that we didn't and i had to use it but that being said the one in rich the one down on the river you should remember the most so check this out we've always thought of the creepy crawlies and the spiders right mm, snakes yeah well alaskan woman she went to use an outhouse but she was attacked below by a bear oh a bear was down in the shitter a bear grabbed her bear ass yes oh jesus and this is uh, AP out of Anchorage, Alaska. An Alaska woman had to scare her. He's probably quite literally scared the shit out of her. Scare of her lifetime when using an outhouse in the backcountry. She was attacked by a bear from below. According to uh, Shannon Stevens, I got out there and sat down on the toilet and immediately something bit my right butt as I sat down. I jumped up and I screamed when it happened. Her brother, Eric, and it, her, so she, her brother, Eric, and his girlfriend, had taken uh, snowmobiles, or they like to call snow machines up in Alaska, mm-hmm. out into the wilderness February the 13th to stay in his yurt, which is located about 30 miles northeast of ha- northwest of Haines. Did Yurt or the turtle live in a yurt? No, he didn't. Was he really that offended by the 30 dirty boy sitting on a koi boy and eating dirty white worms? Oi, he was destroyed. Hmm. Anyway. Her brother heard screaming and went out to the outhouse, which was located about 150 feet away from the yurt. There he found Shannon. She was already tending to her wounds. And she yelled, first something bit she... me. First they... Hey, where'd you go? Um, Your face was gone. Stimpy fell off the desk and unplugged my camera, but go ahead. <laughs> anyway, uh, so they, they thought originally she was bitten by like a squirrel or a mink or something small. So uh, he had brought out his headlamp and was seeing what it was. And as soon as he opened the toilet seat, there was just a bear's face right there at the level of the toilet seat, looking right back through the hole right at him. He said, I just saw, shut the lid as fast as I could. There's a bear down there, and we gotta, we got to get out of here now. So they ran back to the yard as fast as they could. Now, now was that a full-size bear or a bear cub? I don't think they had a chance to really look at the bear. Mm-hmm. But the next morning, they did find bear tracks all over the property, but the bear had did, did leave the area. 
and they believe it was a black bear. It wasn't one of the big scary brown bears. So they think that the bear got inside the outhouse through the opening at the bottom of the back door, or of the back door. So as you know, with the outhouse, there's kind of a little, sometimes there's a little scooch in from the bottom so they can clean it out. Uh, you know, they they thought it, he thought it was probably not a bad place to deaden down in the winter. But, uh, yeah, um, it was basically uh, a black bear that's been in the area. And um, that's that. Hey, I'm back. Hey, and you're back. So I'm red, though. F- what is one of your favorite brands of vehicles in the world? Um, I'm a big fan of the Volvo. I mean, of the, the Yugo. But I think they're – didn't the Yugo go extinct after the Gulf War because we bombed their plant? Um, I think it was the Yugoslavian Civil War. Yeah, the Yugo. But anyhow, so, no, I'm a Toyota fan. But you're also part of that axis of power. Volkswagen. Hey, to the victor goes the spoils. Yes. So, and I know you like your VW buses. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're as crazy about them as Gabriel Iglesias. Well, I don't have Gabriel Iglesias money. You know a 21-window restored Volkswagen bus about 15 years ago? Went for $21,000 or more, so basically you're paying a grand per window. How jealous are you of me for traveling across the country in a Volkswagen bus with no heat? Meh. Depends on the quality yeah. of the bus. If I ever win the lottery or become um, better off than I am now, my go-to will be to um, call up my buddy JJ over at uh, South Motorsports and say, hey, go out and find me like a 52 Beetle lowered with a rebuilt engine and uh hook me up well check it out so back in 2017 volkswagen unveiled a concept vehicle the bus and now they're talking about this concept going autonomous so the long-awaited revival of the volkswagen microbus will finally happen in the year 2022 now, I'm looking at the green one you sent me a picture of. Uh-huh. And if you look on Facebook here momentarily, it should pop up. Um, it looks like they put a stone face on the front. Mm-hmm. Could have. The headlights are super tiny. Yep. You have the Volkswagen symbol in the middle. Mm-hmm. And then down on the bumper, you have two round octagons of LED lights. But then the air dam looks like a smiley face. So it looks like somebody's been blazing all night long. If you go on Facebook again, now, you con- should see those it. Are, those are also concept vehicles, which are usually a far throw from what actually hits the road. Uh, John Kraft, you're kind of right. I don't think BMW is not in the – you're thinking Volkswagen, Porsche, and Audi, as well as um, they uh, Volkswagen bought out Ducati motorcycles from Harley-Davidson a few years back. Well, according to um, – Volkswagen, uh, they will integrate autonomous driving technology into what they're calling the Volkswagen ID Buzz. There's your stone face. Mm-hmm. Making it a 21st century car. Am I right? Doesn't that look like a stone face? Nostalgia. So while the production version of the van is set to be revealed in 2022, Volkswagen US CEO Scott Koch reportedly told Automotive News that the ID Buzz won't be available in, for sale in the US until 2023. The concept vehicle's much heralded debut comes in the early stages of a. It came at the early stages of a current trend that we saw now called van life, 
in which people travel the country living out of their vans by choice. The trend has obviously taken off due to the pandemic, as Americans have taken advantage of being able to work remotely. Now, if you look at the green one from the head-on mm-hmm. shot, which we're going to have to wait a second, and it'll refresh, um, that looks very similar to the classic buses that we all know and love. But then if you look at the blue one from the side, mm-hmm. the windshield, the driver's side windows look a lot like the Volkswagens that were out in the 90s. Um, one of my teachers, John Hampson, used to drive one. And so the windshield and the doors look very reminiscent to the 90s era Volkswagen van. Was it the Westfala or something like that? It was basically a modern day with the uh, what we would call cab over engine where it had the doghouse. You'd have to do all the work yep. on the inside. Yes. And so, yeah, I, I like it, but it's still, for me, it's... Well, remember, it's all electric, too. So it will have a range of their thinking at the time in 2017 to... 170 miles per charge. It's unclear if that figure will stick. However, and let's let's little segue. Toyota, they have actually released that they're working on a new dry type battery mm-hmm. that can range up to like 500 plus miles and recharge fully within an hour. Supposed to uh, be the largest known competitor to what Tesla has to offer. Oh, it'll blow Tesla out of the water from a. Assuming Tesla standpoint. doesn't already have one in in the in the works. Which they work with Panasonic on, so they could have. So I wanted to go back to pets for this final story. And we've, uh, we, we've covered these kind of stories before, but this one has a twist. Cockfights. Well, that, this one said, fuck, 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 fuck off to this guy because a rooster kills an Indian man during a band Dots or feathers? Oh, it's dots. Not to be uh, hmm. offensive. I don't read not offensive. You didn't say You asked the question. You said Dotso instead of saying Middle Eastern or Indian persuasion. So you still kept it offensive. This is the Indians that have the English accent at times. Okay. Hyderabad, India. A man was killed by a rooster with a blade tied to its leg during an illegal cockfight in southern India. You are glitching bad over there. Uh, Max Headroom. Um, the police said bringing focus on the practice that continues in some Indian states despite the decades-long ban. Hey, it's cultural. You can't judge, Whitey. Apparently. Apparently. The rooster, with a three-inch knife tied to its legs, fluttered in panic and slashed the owner, 145-year-old uh, Tangula Sadish, in the groin last week. <laughs> cock got him in the cock. Uh, police inspector B. Jeevan said on Sunday the incident occurred out in a remote village in a state that I cannot pronounce and not even going to try. So according to uh, Jeevan Sadish, who was injured, uh, was according to them, he was injured while he prepared the rooster for the fight. So it, it hadn't even started yet. He was hit by the roof, rooster's no. Uh, Knife in his groin, and he just started bleeding heavily, which means he probably got a hold of a the, ar- of the artery, uh, femoral artery there, or the uh, what? Sorry, getting distracted by a cat. Needless to say, good for the rooster. Absolutely good for the. <laughs> I know they say good for the goose, good for the gander, but good good for the the, the cock. Great for the dickhead. <laughs> yeah. That's a stretch. 
It is a stretch. I've uh, I've run out of steam. That is all I have for news. This concludes the evening news, and now back to the Act Computer Studio in Cape Coral, Florida. Thank you, Gordon, so much. And this episode of the What's in Your Head podcast is brought to your friends by Act Computers. Act Computers has been providing IT solutions for all Southwest Florida since 2004. So if you have any computer problems, give them a call at 239-283-1120 or go to act-capecoral.com. And if you don't live in the state of Florida, that's fine. They can still help you remotely. So as long as you have working internet, give them a call at 239-283-1120 or go to act-capecoral.com or look them up at Facebook and send them a message through Facebook Messenger. Just look for Act Computers Cape Coral on Facebook. They can help you out two-form authentication, antivirus, and so much more. Give them a call at 239-283-1120. And if you haven't done so, please head over to d-410.com or the not-named-enough what'sinyourhead.com. That's right. That's what's in your head, just like the logo, .com, and you can listen to all our previous shows you can see our videos you can buy shirts and you can support the channel by signing up for patreon and go and watch the video where i made the um the phone scammer loses mine it's a dollar a month people head over there d-410.com or whatsyourhead.com and if you're on a smartphone or mobile device you gotta scroll to the bottom click on the orange patreon link and sign up it's a dollar a month and you can get all your merchandise there as well click on if you're at d-410.com click on the social link and you can find all of our tiktoks youtubes etc etc head over to youtube.com and look for digital 410 and analog 410 we'll have more videos coming to you guys soon thank you guys so much for hanging out with us for another episode of the what's your head podcast for gordon and myself thank you guys so much and remember if you never get out of your comfort zone you'll never get out of bed so get up challenge yourself you'll be surprised at what you can, can accomplish Thank you guys so much, and we'll talk to you next Monday. Have a great evening. This has been a Digital 410 production.